This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. For this evening, I want you all to turn with me to Luke chapter 12. And uh, we'll read verse 40. Luke chapter 12, verse 40. Uh, Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when he think not. So here we see, uh, first of all, Christ written, uh, written at an expected time uh, because it says that um, uh, be ready also for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when he think not. So uh, Christ written uh, at an unexpected time is not a trap or a trick by which God uh, want to catch us off guard. Uh, In fact, God is uh, delaying his coming so that uh, many other people will have a chance to trust him. That's what Second uh, Peter 3.9 says. The Lord is not slack concerning the promise, as some men count slackness, but long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So uh, he's not uh, telling this to, uh, you know, just catch us on, uh, off guard. But uh, he's telling that he's going to come soon, any time. And, uh, and we, are, uh, we should be willing to expect his coming. And uh, so during this time, before it's written, uh, we have an opportunity to live out our beliefs and to reflect Jesus' love to others while he's preparing to come and at the same time wanting more people to be saved, uh, like any one of us, he would, uh, we could take this opportunity to live out our beliefs. Because Bible says uh, that we have to work out our salvation. Not work for our salvation, but we have to work out our salvation. That means we need to exhibit that life, uh, that salvation that God has worked us, in our lives. So the one way way we can do that is uh, to show God's love uh, to others and and also be ready for his return. So people who are ready for the Lord's return should be or Bible says we should not be hypocritical but sincere. People who are looking for Christ written are not hypocritical but sincere. That's what we see here in Luke chapter 12 verse 1 says, In the meanwhile, when they were gathered together, an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, Beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. So as people of God, we sh- uh, as Christ is instructing his disciples, 
that they should not be like the Pharisees, hypocritical, but they have to be sincere. So, we see that hypocrisy is what? Trying to appear good when one's heart is far away from God. So, God did not want his disciples, when they become church leaders, that they be not hypocritical, but they be sincere to their calling or what they are wanting to represent, that they need to be sincere. So these Pharisees were not, and um, they, uh, their uh, attitudes cannot be hidden. Though they covered themselves with so many uh, things, but uh, it is well seen in their attitude towards others, they were very much uh, power mongers, they want to be always in, in higher position. They wanted always to be respected. They, need, uh, they wanted always to be consulted and all those things shows that they were power mongers. They want to be in authority everywhere they went. And they were not, they were imposters means, you know, they were not representing to be as uh, godly leaders, to be example for the people. So that's why uh, Jesus told the disciples that beware of the uh, hypocrisy, mentioning or referring to the, um, the Pharisees and scribes of his days. Uh, so uh, it's easy to be angry of the uh, blatant hypocrisy of the Pharisees, but uh, each of us must also resist that temptation to settle for the appearance of respectability when our hearts are not for God. So we also had to fight that temptation that we don't become like them, uh, uh, but to be sincere. So that's what, uh, uh, while we are waiting for his coming, uh, people who are ready for the Lord's return should not be hypocritical, but sincere. And secondly, we also see in verses four uh, till nine, but I'll be uh, reading verse 4 for you, uh, that we should not be fearful, but ready to witness. See uh, what Jesus said, And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that killed the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear, fear him which after he hath killed, hath power to cast him into hell. Yeah, I say unto him, fear him. So, so we fear, who is the Jesus talking about? Is he talking about God or Satan? You know, Satan doesn't have power to destroy our soul. But God has power. So, what is Jesus saying? That we need to fear God more than fear men or group of men or any other false doctrine. Uh, so fear uh, of opposition or ridicule can weaken our witness. See? So we have to overcome fear. And we need to... Uh, see, often we cling to peace and comfort even at the cost of uh, our walk with God. Sometimes we take God for granted and say, God understands my fear so I would rather be in peace with one another, you know, rather than offending them 
and getting into trouble. See? So fear is one of the things that is really keeping us even now from reaching out to others. You know? And so God is telling us that don't fear. Uh, they can only hurt you. They can only, you know, say some uh, words, uh, very hurting words. They can, you know, uh, do all those things. Because uh, uh, there's a saying which goes that, which says that, uh, uh, you know, it's better you give us a slap than a word. Because words can hurt for life. So all those things are there, but we don't need to fear all those things. Finally, what, what else they can do? They can only kill our body. They cannot kill our soul. So we don't need to be frightened, you know. And uh, we need to uh, be fearless. We need to uh, fear God because he is going to take account of our life one day. And uh, Bible says in verse 8, 12 verse 8, uh, Jesus said, Also I say unto you, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. See? So, so we need to give an account to God. So we don't need to fear. You know, it's God's business to look after us. Even if we have to be killed, still we are going to be martyrs for God. And there's a crown, special crown uh, given to those who are martyrs. You know, so we don't need to be afraid. Uh, but fear is the one which is keeping us. So God is telling that don't be fearful, but be ready to witness. Be represent Christ and say what God has done to you. We don't need to do more than uh, what uh, we don't know. God is not going to take account of uh, the things that we don't know. Uh, Bible says, uh, the more uh, God has given, the more will be the responsibility. Whatever is given, God is going to ask us. So we have to only speak our testimony. That itself can save people. See, when I got saved in 1989, you know, and uh, I... Uh, I was not afraid. I uh, told my uh, parents, my family. Uh, in the beginning, they were all upset, you know. And uh, but later, they all uh, turned around, and finally, one by one, as years go by, they saw the difference in me. Because the first thing I told them is, I'm not going to go to the Catholic Church anymore. <laughs> I was not afraid to tell them that because. They, they must be thinking, you know, we are older to him and we have been all these uh, uh, years and generation and here comes the tiny fellow and he's telling us what is right and what is wrong about our church. But I didn't fear God gave me that boldness to tell them this is wrong. This church is deceptive. We cannot go by works. By grace are ye saved through faith. Not of your good works, lest any man should boast. So it's very a uh, thing. So that's how I stood up. And, uh, and uh, here and there, I really witnessed to them. And then second thing I did is I said, I'm going to join the Bible college. That was more shocking to them. <laughs> what are you going to do with the Bible college? What future you have? 
how are you going to look after your parents and your grandparents and all those things, uh, things comes up. Yeah, it's emotional, but I said, no, God is calling me to, you know, build his people. And I was trying to build buildings and God said, no, you come and build my people. <laughs> and the third thing I told is I'm going to marry a Baptist girl. That was more shocking to them. <laughs> because they thought at least he'll come and marry and then become a Catholic again. <laughs> in a Catholic church, but I stood my ground. I was not afraid and, you know, fear is there, it's real and, uh, you know, but we can't go with that. It can really uh, take us away from serving God while we are waiting for his coming. We should be fearless and speak with boldness and God can use that. And thirdly, uh, we should not be anxious about things. You know, but, but keep trusting. That's what Jesus said in chapter 12, verse 25. Uh, it says that, And which of you, with taking thought, can add uh, to his stature one cubit? If he then be not able to do that which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? For the rest, Jesus said, you know, so Jesus is challenging here. You can't do the least thing of adding a stature one cubit. That means, you know, uh, you can't add one hour to your life, which is the least. You know, for one year, uh, uh, like eight, 870 hours we live in one year. So, even one uh, hour we can add to, for one year it says that. So, whatever it is, uh, we can talk about that. But God is telling, don't be anxious about things. You cannot do at least things. And what is the point of worrying? Or, you know, so Jesus has commanded us not to worry. And, uh, but how can we avoid it? By by trusting God, by only faith can free us. We need to trust God rather than worrying. It's sometimes uh, also caused by greed and covetousness. Why I say this? Because in the same chapter, Jesus uh, included this parable of this uh, uh, a certain rich man in verse 16, brought forth plentifully. See, instead of uh, thinking of distributing and enjoying uh, his harvest, uh, he was greedy and covetous and breaking down the, the things, the places he had and he wanted to bigger, uh, build a bigger barn so that uh, he will able to store up all those. But God said, what is the use of all this if your life is gone? See, so sometimes uh, it is greediness and covetousness that can, uh, is the cause of the uh, anxiety. So also we see that uh, worry is pointless because it cannot fill any of our needs. Whatever we worry, can we do anything about it? We cannot. So we have to trust God and worry is also foolish because uh, Jesus knows what we need. We, we read here in verse 6 and 7, um, Are not five sparrows fold for two furtherings? And one of them is forgotten before God. 
but even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are more value than many sparrows. See, if God could take care of the sparrows, how much more are we? You know, and God takes time to number our hairs also, which is impossible for us to do it. But God takes such care for us. So why should we worry? So instead of worrying, let's keep trusting. You know, it is a worrying world. This world is, uh, is a very troublesome world. And uh, we pass one trouble, another problem uh, pops up. You know, and uh, so it's all the same, every part of the world. Whatever the things uh, we have, still this thing keeps coming to us and try to uh, stop us from trusting God. So as we are waiting for Christ's return, uh, let's keep trusting God. And also, uh, fourthly, we see in verse uh, 34, which says that, uh, for where your treasures is, there will your heart be also. So what God is telling, don't be greedy, but be generous. Don't be greedy. This is not the time to accumulate things. You know, this is not the time. We are living in a, in a last stage of Christ's coming. We are living in a borrowed time. You know, Christ's promises are almost fulfilled for the church, except he's waiting if there are any more few to be saved before he comes and closes the dispensation of grace. So it is the time to, you know, work out our salvation, reach out as much as we can uh, for the souls and um, grab our people and uh, do our best. So not to be greedy because money, uh, if you see it as end itself, can take us away from God and the other needs. See, so it's, uh, Bible says the love of money is what? The root of all evil. Money in itself is not uh, evil, but the love for money, the greed for money can be very dangerous. It has uh, affected many people. Uh, Paul talks about in Second Timothy about the rich people. And so, so the key to use money wisely is to see how much we can use for God's purposes, not how much we can accumulate to ourselves. You know, so we have to use the money. We are, the, we are God's stewards. God has, uh, you know, is given this privilege to handle some of these things. We have to wisely do it because one day he's going to take account of that. And one day on the basis of what we did with what God has given, he's going to give the true riches. This is only a temporal riches. You know, this is only mammon, the filthy lucre. Bible says that. So if you are faithful in this little, God can give us more in his kingdom when he's going to reign on this very earth for a thousand years with his church and all his uh, saints. So let's uh, uh, not be greedy, but be generous. So, uh, so the question is, does God's love touch our wallet? Does your money free you to help others? If so, you are storing up lasting treasures in heaven. Good news. If you are able to help others, then you are storing up lasting treasures in heaven. Where there is no thieves, there is no moth. Bible says your treasures will be safe. 
If we keep it here, it'll disappear suddenly. It'll be uh, go on a loss. So none of us are able to handle money. Money takes wings and flies away. The, the proverb writer says that. None of us can handle money at all. So, so today, so many millennials have come to pauper. You know, they have become paupers. <laughs> so they owe money to the, law, to the bank, see? So let's not be greedy. Let's do what we can. And uh, this is what I want to say. If your financial goals and possessions hinder you from giving others or loving others or serving God, sell what you must to bring your life into perspective. Sell what you must, not everything. What you must, you sell that and, uh, and uh, bring your life into perspective. Think rightly. You know, because this all can affect Christ's coming. This all can make us shameful in his presence. Because Jesus said, I'm going to come quickly and my reward is with me to those who have served me. So, so, so we should not be greedy, but we should be generous as God is. In, in uh, James, he says that, uh, he, is, uh, he says here uh, in James chapter 1, verse, uh, uh, 1 verse 5 says, uh, that giveth all men liberally and abradeth not. See, God is liberal in giving. He does not uh, grudgingly give. So God would expect his children to do that. And, uh, so, and also finally, uh, in verse 37 of chapter 12, Luke chapter 12, it says that, Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. You know, uh, verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. So blessed are those uh, servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. That means God wants us not to be lazy or slothful, but God wants us to be diligent. You know, he wants to be uh, uh, on the work. We, uh, we might say, I'm uh, retired now and all those things, but when it has to come to get things done for ourselves, we don't see I'm retired or not. We do our work, right? We are uh, diligent on that thing, process. So uh, we should be diligent in God's work, in giving or serving God or reaching out with the gospel tracts and things like that. Um, because we see that Jesus repeatedly said he will leave this world but would return at some future time. Every time he said that I'm going to... Uh, die and be risen again, but I'm, he's also emphasized on his returning back through many parables we can see. And also in Matthew chapter 24 and 25, uh, we see the whole chapters uh, dedicated about his coming, how he's going to come and things like that. But before that, he's going to come in the clouds for the church. And uh, so he said, you know, he that believe, God believe in me also that I go to my father's place and I'm going to come back. I'm going to build a mansion for you and I'm going to come back, he said. So, uh, just like uh, the Jews, the others, the Greeks also believe that, uh, that there's going to be a spiritual kingdom, 
That's what they understood. But if we see book of Isaiah or John writing that it's going to be an earthly kingdom. So Christ is definitely going to come one of these days in our lifetime or, you know, in the lifetime of our, uh, our people. But um, he wants us to be ready. He wants us to be, uh, to be diligent. Because uh, in, in chapter 12, verse 42, uh, we see here uh, Jesus saying in conclusion, uh, I want to read uh, chapter 12, 12, verse 42 says, Here 42 says, uh, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household, to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is the servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of the truth I say unto you, that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. See, so there is going to be a reward. To those who are going to be, you know, be diligent and doing God's will. But see, verse 45 says, But, and if that servant say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to beat the men servants and maid servants, and to eat and drink, and to be drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him, and, an, and at an hour when he is not aware, and, and will cut him sunder and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. See? So, there's going to be a reward and there's going to be a count too. So, uh, my question is, is your life growing like Christ? So that when he comes, we will be ready to greet him joyfully. Is our life growing? Are we, as we are waiting for his coming, as he's promised that he's going to come any time, but are we ready for his coming? You know, and uh, uh, so uh, may the Lord help us as we hear this, uh, his word this evening, that we be sincere, not hypocritical, and not fearful, but fearless, uh, not anxious, but full of faith, not greedy, but generous, and not slothful, but watchful. Amen. You know, that is his word for us today. So let's uh, take heed and, and we are doing great and this church is doing great and I wish you all do more and we'll be joyful to meet our, our bride. He's going to be our, our bridegroom and we are going to be his bride and it's going to be a wonderful time and uh, may God bless you with this few words of exhortation. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.